Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, the 8th of February, and this is the Marcus Today Members Podcast coming to you late. General advice only. Sorry, the timetable got blown away today doing media interviews first thing. One of those was with Livewire on Macquarie after their third quarter trading update yesterday. They're writing an article about it, but they are sum up in one sentence what the key takeaway from the result was, and that was how quickly Macquarie starts to make money at the moment the market turns around. They had a record December quarter in 2021 and another one in 2022 and the market only turned around on what second, third of October last year and they have immediately made in their own words exceptionally strong profits in their market facing divisions which is commodities, global markets and Macquarie Capital which just goes to confirm this is the king of stock market market stocks, in other words, stocks that go up, that that are financial stocks, stocks that go up when the markets are doing well, or stocks that make more money when markets are doing well. So by definition, they are more highly geared to a market rise. So Macquarie is the first stock you would buy come a bull market. And we actually bought it on October the 5th in the ideas portfolio, three days after the bottom of the market. And it's also the first stock you would sell when the market tipped over, which there's no sign of that at the moment. But I also notice in their results that they are growing their banking and financial services business, which was up 8%, their mortgages by 4%. I don't know whether you've noticed, but they are quietly eating into the golden oligopoly profits of the major high street banks and doing it quite successfully. And that raises the quality a little bit. It does dumb them down a little bit as well, but it raises the quality of earnings at Macquarie, which should attract the more conservative investor to Macquarie. But essentially what these results yesterday told you, they were just quarterly results, a trading update, a what, two or three page announcement. But what they do tell you is the stock is de-risk ahead of the results in May, that they are doing what we expect them to do, which is make a lot of money when the market goes up. And they remain one of the core Australian holdings of any portfolio that's prepared to take any risk at all. The yield is respectable at 4% odd. It's not huge. But then if you go and look at the yield of the CBA, whereas Macquarie is a 3.6% yield grossing up to 4.2, the CBA is 4% grossing up to 5.7. So slightly bigger yield, but the stock will move by that amount, the difference between the yields. The stock will stocks will move by that amount in a day. So it's almost irrelevant. And in Indeed, today, Macquarie's up 2.3%. So that yield difference really doesn't matter as of today. Bottom line, very happy with Macquarie after the results yesterday. And I reckon for a risk-reward ratio, this is possibly one of the best risk-reward ratios in the market. A large stock capable of significantly outperforming the market that is not desperately volatile on a daily basis. The live wire article is going to be called, if there was one stock for the new bull market, it would be this. Right, that aside, today was a pretty mundane sort of positive overnight on Wall Street. Dow Jones up 266, but the Nasdaq up 1.90%. What idiot went and sold 
Elnas last week. It's up 4.4% today. Oh, well. We still hold GGUS. We still hold NDQ or HNDQ and IHVV in the strategy portfolio. The NASDAQ has gone on with it. Go, you good thing. And the oil price had a bit of a bounce back after its recent sell-off. Gold was holding in okay. Market looking all right. Obviously, we had the RBA yesterday. Our market ended up down 35 points, was it, yesterday? Having been up eight when the RBA announced. So the RBA knocked 40 points off the market yesterday. Also popped bond yields up a little bit and the Aussie dollar up a little bit. But today, that negativity all but forgotten. Obviously, the RBA said that they will need more rate rises with a plural, which suggests that apart from the 25 basis points yesterday, they could be another two rate rises ahead, which rather surprised the market. We are, of course, the mouse on the elephant's back. More important to the R equity market is not the RBA, but what happens to rates globally and particularly in the US, and they are still set to have peaked. And Janet Yellen yesterday saying inflation peaked six months ago, in which case interest rates are going nowhere. And that is what underwrites this year in the equity markets. Powell spoke last night, didn't say too much. Market seemed to like it. Did talk about inflation may last quite a bit of time, but he also talked about disinflation and was viewed as non-aggressive, which is reasonably positive. It's why the Nasdaq did okay. 50% of the US results are now out of the way. Can't help feeling the momentum from the results, particularly in big tech stocks, will now evaporate a little bit. Not much market impact from the devastating earthquake in Turkey and Syria. Bed, Bath and Beyond down 47% overnight. And lots of chatter about AI as Google launches Bard in Bing. So rather than chat GPT, which is what Microsoft's putting itself behind, as I said yesterday, search is going to change enormously thanks to AI and Google making a fuss about Bard coming along. So when you type into Google, you'll no longer be met by amateur nuff nuffs making rubbish videos on how to change the privacy settings on an iPhone. Instead, you'll get AI telling you exactly how to do it and getting you straight to the point. I can't help thinking that any entrepreneur, stock market entrepreneur worth his salt, will be planning how to rotate their nickel company or their lithium company into an AI company. It looks like the new lithium AI. I'm sure there will be some Australian contenders. RBA monetary policy statement on Friday. Not sure they can say much they haven't already said. Main events coming up are, of course, the Australian results. The full diary is on the tools tab on the website and then go to weekly diary. By the way, some people sending us emails saying, oh, those results weren't on the day you said and all that sort of thing. Results diaries are always best guess only. We get our data from Reuters. I've no idea where some journalists get their results diaries from. Wholly inaccurate. But don't shoot us for putting in the estimated dates of results when they haven't even decided what the results date is. If you really want to rely on a results date, go and see the website of the particular company involved and they may tell you. Otherwise, you'll find most of the big results are correct on the diary. It's the smaller ones that tend to be a bit variable, like 
Megaport people picked us up on and Nick Scarly only out by a day but there you go anyway we have results coming up next week from the CBA on Wednesday plus Fortescue Metals Wes Farmers Cochlear Treasury Wine Estates on Wednesday we also have IAG Car Sales JB Hi-Fi CSL loads of them NAB Quarterly Update Telstra Goodman Group South 32 QBE results galore next week going to keep us very busy somebody emailed in today I have answered I've got a couple of articles in the newsletter today one of them is answering members questions they've asked whether they should sell the CBA ahead of results and buy it back later on my response is the CBA whilst it does tend to go floppy just before the results and dividend and then rally again into it into its next set of results it's not a trading stock lots of people have capital gains tax issues. If you really want to make money trading a stock, you wouldn't do it in the CBA. It doesn't move enough. Plus, a lot of people have got capital gains tax issues. And the movements, whilst they are visible on the charts that it tends to slow down after results, a lot of that is the ex-dividend adjustment anyway. And the rest of it is 1% or 2%. It's really not worth trading. Some of the big institutions who work off fine margins and don't get franking, they tend to sell before the results and buy back later. But for investors and income-focused retirees, I really just wouldn't bother. You'll see a few other questions answered. One about hedging. Should we be selling HNDQ and buying NDQ? You might as well just sell the Aussie dollar if you're going to do that. The only reason we're in HNDQ, the hedged NASDAQ ETF, is because it was there. And if we were trying to bet on the NASDAQ, the US dollar was clearly peaking at the same time, then we might as well do HNDQ but I'm not going to start switching around just to get currency effect, which if you haven't noticed, currencies aren't very volatile and it doesn't really matter. And we've caught the meat of this US dollar sell-off nicely. We don't have to now try and reverse it. And I've answered a couple of other questions. One about how to complain to a CFD provider. I have to say, if you sign up for a CFD account, you get what you deserve. And the other question I called a shag on a rock. Confucius's stockbroker says it's no good being right if you're dead. This was in response to somebody disagreeing that the market would go up this year. And all I can tell you is go with the tide. Don't go against the tide. If you go against the tide, you're a shag on a rock and you will not not make money even if you're right until everyone else agrees with you and that could be never. So don't go against the trend. The trend is for a recovering market at the moment. Reassess it on a daily basis. Also in the newsletter today, I've got a bit of education, an article, which how can you go wrong with a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger with his shirt off, but it's about stop losses. It's about how to pull the weeds. And let me read you the last line. If you are one of those set and forget Buffett quoting ineffective investors if you're going to shut the stock market for 10 years investors then shut your eyes exercise your first stop loss and see what happens and I can tell you what will happen you will instantly move from confused indecisive and unfit to invest to something better forever it's not that hard give it a try so you can read that article in full on the very there are various ways to set stop losses it's just a discipline it's not a golden arrow it's not 
a formula that is really clever. It is simply having some sort of mechanism that takes you out of stocks when they go wrong. You can read about that in the article. No change to the strategy portfolio today. We sold gold yesterday. We've got 11% in cash now. A bit of power to deploy there. In the ideas portfolio, I've done a bit of write-up of Macquarie Broker Research. Morgans have a target price 17% above current share price. No changes to the ideas portfolio at the moment. Most things up today. And in the technical scan section, I've just noted that there is a bit of a peak in REITs, which you might expect if the RBA gets a bit more hawkish, as it has done. There's no rush to sell REITs. Simply a bit of a pause after a good run. Gold also with a small sell signal and also, interestingly, gear, which is the better shares geared ETF geared to the ASX 200. That has got a bit of a sell signal as well. So just a chance things are topping out a little bit. A lot of RSI sell signals at the moment. Rio, few REITs, REA. Have a look at the list, big list. And overbought stocks remain. Lots of them. CBA, CSL, Macquarie, Coles, Aristocrat Leisure, blah, blah, blah. And a few energy stocks oversold. Elders getting belted. Elders tells me that rural stocks are seasonal, not cyclical, seasonal. We were raving about the rains last year, the bumper crops, and now it's the opposite. So elders getting whacked at the moment. Henry's Take covering a few results. BTI, the elders sell-off, AQZ, and noting that retail stocks are coming off the top. Not a great run into the results season for them. Have a look at the charts on JB Hi-Fi, Nick Scarly, Setire, ARB, all selling off on results. Horrible, horrible. Henry's on the Ausbiz, on the call on Ausbiz today at midday. He did the Ausbiz Investment Committee meeting link on the website, and he's got a great On the Couch podcast being released tonight for your listening pleasure. And that's about that. As I leave you, I don't know what's going on with Reuters today, but something's died. Anyway, ASX 200 up 22 as we speak. US futures down a touch. That's about it. Steady as she goes. The quiet bull market continues. You have a fabulous day. I'll speak to you tomorrow. (laughs) Thank you.